Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free the numbers told the story they always do this is a numbers game with gil alexander on vsin it's one of those idiots who believe in analytics good Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However, you're taking us in this morning. We appreciate it. Skill Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Producer number five and eight. What's happening, Jeffrey? You good? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, that was, I, I don't even want to call that a football game last night. Right. Or something. It's really nothing much to say, is there? Falcons. Just absolutely laid an egg. That was fun at the end when they uh, had uh, Josh Rosen and uh, Felipe Franks come in to throw consecutive picks. That was wonderful. Rosen's going back for six. Uh, on the show today, we'll talk about that. On the show today, Paul Carr talking Premier League with us. A pick fest today. Paul Carr, Premier League. Dr. Bob with, I don't know what Dr. Bob has. College plays, pro plays. I'm not sure what's in store for us with Bob. Chris Felica on the weekend in college football as well. We will do that. Uh, and Jeff and I will talk about our Week 11 plays in the National Football League. And I don't usually come on this show and promote the Beating the Book Megapod that much. You know, we're always talking about the Ron Flatter Racing Pod or every other podcast, but not ours necessarily. Well, today unabashedly we will, because Brent Musburger was kind enough to come on the Beating the Book Megapod with uh, Mike Palm, Todd Wishnev, and me yesterday. And so we want throughout the show to sort of give you a a feel for what that episode was like. Brent was, Jeff, he was spectacular. He was so honest with lots of subjects, not just his picks. He obviously has picks. You can listen to the Beating the Book Megapod for those. But he was open about what he thought ails the Raiders, given this tumultuous year that they've had, also known as the Gruden-Ruggs-Arnett trifecta, if you will. Um, 
also has thoughts on the college football playoff rankings and specifically what he thinks the best bet on the board is currently. So we'll get into some of that with uh, Brent. Um, yesterday, though, we have to say bigger than the football game because the, the Patriots were just it, it was just that game was ridiculous last night. 25 to nothing win over the Falcons. Really, yesterday was Shohei Otani day for everybody. And congratulations once again to, for everybody who had a Shohei Otani tickets. Um, Jason Weingart, who had him at 33 to 1, wondered openly on the, uh, on the Beating the Book podcast before the baseball season. Now there's a 50 to 1 out there. Should I get that? Uh, maybe, maybe it's too much. Um, the guy in front of me when I cashed that ticket yesterday in the William Hill line, he had a Shohei Otani ticket. I had one. Guy behind me had one. So you could see on the faces of those ticket writers last night, they were just, it was just an endless stream of cashing these Otani tickets. What did not happen, it didn't become Juan Soto Day, Jeff. Did not happen. Juan Soto finishes second in the NL MVP race. Like we didn't see that coming after Mike Schmidt was announced as a presenter. By the way, Jason Weigarden texting, <laughs> texting me three minutes. As soon as they showed Schmidt, we knew Schmidt, <clears throat> pardon me, was going to be the presenter. But as soon as they showed a, a, uh, a graying Mike Schmidt, <clears throat> Jason texted, good grief, they might, as well have had, they might as well have had Harper's parents give the award. <laughs> that's, how, that's how we knew we were sunk, right? You know, it's like once you see the image of them, you're like, ah, oh, we have no shot here. So in the end, uh, 17 first place votes out of 30. By the way, Otani unanimous, all 30. In the NL, 17 for Bryce Harper, 6 for Juan Soto. And I'll tell you the one thing I did call. You remember how many times I, I mentioned that story about my buddy Aaron in San Francisco? Not a sports better, but a San Francisco Giants fan. And I just, he just randomly said to me at one point, hey, so this is like, you know, what, in September now he says this to me. Oh, so Brandon Crawford's winning the NL MVP, right, Gil? And I remember saying on air here several times, Maybe we're too close to the sun on this, and somebody is going to be way closer to this than we think. Brandon Crawford was, what, 100 to 1 at the end or something like that? He ends up with more first-place votes than Fernando Tatis Jr. It was 17 for Harper, first-place votes, 6 for Soto, 4 for Crawford, and 2 for Tatis Jr. Now, Crawford did finish 4th overall when you tally up. By the way, did you know that they vote 1 through 10 on these? First through 10th place. One person had Soto 6th and Soto, and another had Soto 7th. Should they have their vote revoked immediately? What are, what are we doing? Not to pick on Susan Slusser of the San Francisco Chronicle, but uh, Susan Slusser of the San Francisco Chronicle? She, uh, she went Crawford, Turner, O'Neill. First of all, I said this out loud on primetime action. Kelly's like, Paul? <laughs> I'm like, no, I think it's Tyler O'Neill, but we'll check. Because I, was, I wasn't sure her second place vote on Turner. I was like, that is Trey, right? Not Justin. Someone should check on that from Slusser. But she went Crawford, Turner, O'Neill, Tatis, Harper, Soto. So you just, like I said, that was the, the point of that, that story, that, that San Francisco tale of my buddy in San Francisco was, watch out for... Us being too close to the sun. And also, what ended up happening, if you look up and down the, uh, the voters, a lot of homerism, Jeff. A lot of homerism. Not that Crawford didn't deserve to be third or fourth, because he kind of did. Might be the best infielder. That's what we were saying when we were crushing Tatis. We're like, he's the second best infielder in the uh, NL West. But in the end, Bryce Harper ends up winning it. And 
we kind of saw it coming. But that was the thing, homerism and some very strange votes. Tyler O'Neill third is pretty bad. Tyler O'Neill like he third. Had a, he had a really good season for the Cardinals, but that's pretty bad. Again, in the end, it, that didn't really matter, even if Soto had gotten that third place vote there. No, no, still no, no, been, no. Still been short. And, he wouldn't win. And also, too, I, I don't know... I, I don't know what, what what Jason texted you. If the Philly fanatic actually given out the award, that would have been the bigger telltale sign than Mike Schmidt. <laughs> there, here's the fanatic. You think you think Soto's going to take? By the way, that the the worst part is to reverse it, right, and say, could you imagine if they had Schmidt give it out all this fanfare, and then they didn't give it to Harper? What a slight that would have been to Bryce Harper, like just egging, you know, stringing him along like that. It reminds me of uh, this will be way before your time, but when when Ray Leonard had retired after fighting uh, Thomas Hearns the first time, detached his retina. Everybody wanted to see Leonard come out of retirement and fight Marvelous Marvin Hagler. It eventually did in 1987. But there was one point in between those years, 81 and 87, that Ray Leonard actually staged an entire press conference where he wore a tuxedo, he was in the middle of the ring, Marvin Hagler attended it, Marvin Hagler completely expecting Ray to say, I'm coming out of retirement to fight Marvelous Marvin Hagler. And then Ray famously goes, but unfortunately, it will never happen. And you look at Hagler's like, I dressed up for this? You know, that's what it kind of reminded me of yesterday. So anyway, congratulations to those who had Bryce Harper. To say that that would have meant more to me than you is probably true, but oh well. There you go. Them's life in the big city. Uh, as far as the football game, what do you say about that game last night? Uh, the only thing is the, the Falcons are just, listen, when Cordero Patterson was ruled inactive in that game last night, we were trying to make this point on primetime because we all ended up, once that was announced, we all ended up on the Patriots. And we we're very clear to say, if, you know, a lot of people are going to hear that and their heads are going to explode. And they're like, really? The absence of Cordero Patterson triggered a bet for you on the New England Patriots? Are you guys serious? Yes, because of the sheer fact that the Falcons are so depleted of weapons. It wasn't really about Cordero just the it was a commentary on how few weapons the Falcons would have been left with. It was like Pitts and everybody else were being replacement level. So that that ruling of Patterson being inactive right before game time was everything about that bet. That's why there was no bet on this game yesterday morning, but right before kickoff there was, and it really played out that way. The Falcons just had it was just too much of a struggle for them to to do anything offensively. Not that the Patriots killed it, but they did everything they needed to do. Mac Jones was as efficient as ever. Was it four incompletions? 25 nothing win. So all teaser legs get home, money line parlay legs get home, and the Patriots against the spread as well. Here's my question to you, though. What does that tell you? Because a lot of people after that game, like my brother, right? Not a better, loves football. But his immediate reaction was, ooh, Patriots, they're for real. I'm like, easy, buddy. They haven't played anybody. I, my biggest reaction was that the Falcons practice this week. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, like, like it was it, Gil, like losing quarter. First off, Patterson is having a great season. If you play fantasy football, you know how good yeah. quarter L Patterson has been this year for Atlanta. But they should not go from looking like, and I know they had played a horrible game in Dallas last week, but Patterson got hurt in the middle of it and couldn't move the ball after he left. But they shouldn't go from putting 27 on New Orleans and looking like a pretty reasonable team two weeks ago to, oh my God, how did this team win four games in the span of two games because Patterson was out? Like being that bad, like being bad with him is one thing, but being that inept is another. Well, remember, of course, it is the it is the absence of Calvin Ridley, right? Add two. 
but, for, for personal reasons, that has really, first of all, put him behind the eight ball. But then if you add Cordero to it. But, but let's go back to the last two weeks, right? Yesterday's game and the game against the Cowboys. So we tend to forget about this. In the end, we look at the result and we're like, oh, yeah, they stink. But think about it. The Falcons, they lose 43-3 to to the Cowboys. But remember, there was a moment in that game when they were down 7-3. to We talked about this on Guessing Lines. They're down 7-3. to They can kick a 44-yard field goal to make it 7-6, to but instead they decide to go for it on 4th and 7. This was like in the first quarter of that game. Now, I can't prove to you the Falcons would have won that game. After all, they lost 43-3. to but we do tend to minimize what a decision like that means the rest of the way. You could have just made it a one-point game. Instead, it's like open up the floodgates. Yesterday, remember the Falcons had the ball? Was it third and one inside the red zone? The game was still very much, you know, in play. Instead of running for the first down, they decided to throw a pass. Matt Ryan, who's way too old, way too much of a veteran to take that sack, takes the sack. Koo puts the field goal through, but there's a false start. So he's got to kick it from 50, and then, of course, he misses it. Those are your Atlanta Falcons. Bad stuff happens to bad teams. They just can't get out of their own way. That's two weeks in a row. Again, I can't prove to you they wouldn't won either game, but you get it. There are plays early in football games or decisions that compound, and the rest of the game is colored by it. Not a good football team. Falcons also last night became the first team since the 2000 Chargers to have three different quarterbacks throw an interception in the game. Who were the three quarterbacks on that Chargers team? Uh, Ryan Leaf was the starter for that one, and then it was uh, Jim Harbaugh and Moses Moreno. Jim Harbaugh and Moses Moreno make the show. We'll come back. Premier League picks from Paul Gar. Next, the numbers game at Beast of the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season is here and it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It is Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM, with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM. State-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call one 800 522-4700. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay, producer number five and eight is here as well. Jeff, did you see this uh, this basketball note from, this is from Keith Pompey. Keith Pompey, who uh, is the Sixers beat writer for the Philly Inquirer, put this out last night. Sources, James Harden and Jeremy Grant are on the Sixers' latest list of Ben Simmons trade targets. Really? Really? Look, is I, Steph Curry on the list, too? I, I think, Gil, Kelly Bidlin's reaction on primetime oh, action when Matt Brown read ever. it the first time <laughs> encapsulates how I feel about that. It's even, even though it's ridiculous, obviously, that Harden's on the list, how did James Harden and Jeremy Grant end up in the same category of a report? Well, like, I mean, like, like, no disrespect to Grant. Let me but, just ask you this. Would you, and we brought this up, would you trade Ben Simmons straight up for Jeremy Grant at this point? Like, that's even a question. If I were the Pistons, I would do it, yes. But, like, you'd, you'd have to take a pause on that, too. I guess what I'm saying is, like, the assessment of where Ben Simmons stands now in the world of, of talent, Ben Simmons is a very, very good basketball player, right? He's a very good basketball player. He, is a, he does things that others do not do. You know what he also does? Things that everybody else, things he can't do that everybody else can. James Harden, really? Boy, Daryl Morey is, he just needs, he needs to be reunited with James Harden so bad. He's like, oh, we'll trade you Ben Simmons for him. No, you won't. We have to play that Kelly Bidlin maniacal laugh later. It's almost <laughs> like it's almost like yeah. the Sixers should have traded Ben Simmons for James Harden last year. Almost. 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 Let's talk some Premier League soccer, ladies and gentlemen. Want some picks this weekend? Want some action in the early morning hours? I know you do. Paul Carr from True Media Networks and, of course, the Expected Value Podcast joins us now. How you doing, Paul? I'm well, Gil. I have some breaking news. The Dolphins are interested in trading Tua for Patrick Mahomes. So we'll <laughs> yes. see if we can get that through, too. See if that can, they can make that deal. Is that a, yeah. a KU shirt you're wearing there? It is. I went to first KU basketball game in a couple years last night. Anything... 
anytime you get to Allen Fieldhouse, it's a great oh, experience. It, it, I'm sure it is. I have never had the pleasure. I, I was wondering if you were wearing that for, for KU basketball or for the football, football performance this past week. The upset yeah, of that Texas. Works too. And the, the guy who caught that, he's from small town Kansas, and he's been like a local celebrity all week. He shot Applebee's <laughs> commercials uh, with the, the new things that you can do as a student athlete, and he's gotten all the press. It's been great. He shot Applebee's commercials? Wow. Now you know Big it. time. Big time. Big time around here. Where does it get, just to, before we get to your soccer pace, where does a football upset for the ages for the Kansas football program rank, say, versus a November Kansas basketball win? You mean just from a like kind of publicity you're going to get that sort of thing in the area? Well, I just mean meaningful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it, the football one's bigger, you know, just because. And the program's been so bad. This yes. isn't, you know, it's not, hasn't been a you know fringes of making a bowl type of team for the last decade. They've just been so horrendous. And I know Texas isn't Texas necessarily, but you know, the name still means something. Oh, of course. And and yeah, this is you know last night KU beat Stony Brook, so you know not a massive rivalry or anything. First time they ever played, but. KU did cover. They were up six at the half and covered the 25 and a half uh, with ease by the end of the game. All right. Your Dolphins against Jeff Parlay's Jets. What a oh, matchup man. this is. Oh, man. Oh, this is, just f- this figure is out a, how you can watch this football game. You like Joe, your Dolphins? A, I, I guess. I mean, sure. You know, I, I have, I guess sure. of all the units on the field, like the one I trust the most is the Dolphins defense is kind of the way I would say it. Uh, Flacco. Uh, who knows what we're going to get with Flacco, but you obviously can't really trust him to a, still recovering from a broken finger. It looks decent uh, toward the end of the Ravens game, but you know, we still want to see him put it together consistently. So yeah, it's kind of a, I, I guess, but you know, I don't have a lot of confidence in pretty much anybody on the field here. By the way, Jeff, we, we sussed out the Flacco thing from the beginning. The only reason that a lot of people are having trouble with why is Joe Flacco playing for the Jets? There is only one reason why Joe Flacco is playing for the Jets to avoid a quarterback controversy. Mike White threw for 400 yards, and for a brief week there, it was very uncomfortable for the Jets. We even brought it up on the show. We're like, uh, Zach Wilson ever going to come back? They don't want this. And when he threw the four picks his last time out, that was like their respite to never let that happen again. So that's exactly why Joe Flacco's playing this game. Because otherwise, there is no meaningful reason for that. Dolphins favored by three and a half, by the way, on the road. How much of that you watching, Parlay? Every single play of it? Well, you know it. <laughs> assuming, <laughs> assuming that, well... I think both of these teams are terrible to, to take the hot take of hot takes there, Gil. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but the problem is you can't bet this game under because the Jets defense is basically a cheat code for other teams' offenses. So <laughs> would it shock me if Tua has his best game as a pro? Jets it have, wouldn't. Jets have given up 43.8 points a game over their last four. Ugh. That's 175 points in four games. That's bad. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It's not very good. All right, Premier League. A three-pack from Paul Kerr, including, is there an Arsenal-Liverpool game this week? Is that what I saw? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we got a big one. All yeah, right. We'll get to that one last. We'll crescendo. What do you got first? Yeah. We're going to start. These are all Saturday games. We're going to start uh, Aston Villa-Brighton. Uh, this game is most notable because Steven Gerrard, who is a Liverpool legend, yes. is now the new manager of Aston Villa. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. I think he's going to try and shore up the defense first. Uh, the defense hasn't been terrible for Villa, uh, but they've had a lot of bad luck. They've given up about five more goals than they probably should have. Uh, but so I like the under in this game under two and a half minus minus one thirty-five is my price. Villa and Brighton, both two of the bottom four teams in total expected goals in their games this season. Uh, they don't allow good shots. Generally two of the bottom five in, in shot quality allowed meaning. So 
I, I like the under here. Brighton tends to tighten up a little bit when it goes on the road. Uh, but Gerard is the reason to watch this. I mean, he's one of the best players in the Premier League era. And now he's back in the league as a manager of a rival team. They actually play Liverpool. I forget if it's next week or a couple of weeks from now. So that'll be a, a bit of a circus. But I like the under two and a half here. Somehow I missed that Steven Gerrard was the manager for Aston Villa. If you ever want to, and I know most of us are not like huge Premier League fans or even huge soccer fans. But if you ever want to spend five to six minutes watching like the greatest player reel you could ever watch, Google, like go to YouTube and and Google Steven Gerrard, Liverpool, great goal. It's just phenomenal. What a career he had. Yeah, he was a midfielder who just had so many, not just great goals, but like big, important goals for Liverpool. You know, winning trophies kinds of goals. Was involved in a huge Champions League final comeback when they were down 3-0 to Milan and came back to win on penalties. So, yeah, he's one of the greats and beloved by Liverpool fans. Oh, and it's, it's fun to have him back in the league. I was now. just going to say, the pandemonium at that stadium in those yeah. moments is just where I'm getting chills. Just It means yep. so much to people. All right. Anyway, yep. so you like the under you said in that game? Under two and a half, minus 135. Yep. All right, number two. Number two, West Ham and Wolverhampton. This is a pretty good matchup. Uh, West Ham is third place in the Premier League, and it's not fluky. You know, we're, what, a dozen or so games in? And they all their numbers say they're probably the fourth best team in the league behind your Liverpool City and Chelsea in whatever order you want to put those. So West Ham is legit. David Moyes has them playing extremely well. Uh, Wolverhampton's not bad, but I think West Ham's just a notch above here. They are, again, fourth in goal difference, fourth in shot difference, fourth in expected goal difference in the league this season. They have Mikhail Antonio. So if you watch the U.S.-Jamaica game on Tuesday, he's the guy who scored that goal from 35 yards uh, against the U.S. to get a draw for Jamaica. So he's been great at forward, one of the best forwards in the league this season. Declan Rice in the midfield is a guy some people say is the player of the year so far. Uh, And West Ham's been good on the road. They have four wins and a draw. Uh, The underlying numbers back that up. They outshot everybody. And Wolves is not as good defensively as they have been. So I like uh, plus 140, a pretty good price for a West Ham win here on the road Saturday. All right. And then Liverpool and Arsenal, currently the fourth and fifth place teams in the Premier League standings. Yeah, this is a big litmus test for Arsenal because they've been really good lately. They're unbeaten in eight straight games. But of those eight games, only one was against a team currently in the top eight. You know, these teams have not generally been your cities and Chelsea's, Liverpool's, even your West Ham types so far. So this is a big litmus test. And I don't believe in Arsenal yet. Uh, This is kind of a prove me wrong game. So I'm taking Liverpool. I'm going to give the goal and a half uh, to get plus 130 on this. And this is, again, as you sometimes say, it's a tip your hat kind of game. If Arsenal comes in and proves that they're for real, yep. you know, okay. But until then, uh, I'm going to take Liverpool. They have some injuries, but they're going to have Salah and Mane and Jota up top. So they'll have plenty of weapons. They've won six of 11 games by two plus goals this season. And that matches what the underlying numbers suggest. They've outpossessed and outshot everybody but Man City. So Arsenal got smoked by City and Chelsea this season. I know that was early in the year, but until... This is a prove-it game. Until Arsenal shows that they're legit against a really good team, I'm going to bet against them, and I'll take Liverpool and give the goal and a half here. Yeah, and is Arsenal coming off the two draws, or was that there was the two draws a few games back? I can never figure out the order. Uh, of I, these. Can't, I can't yeah. remember the... Let me see if I can yeah. pull it up real quick. I think the two draws are the most recent games. Yeah, I think oh, so, no, too. No, no, I got it back. They've actually won three in a row, but they were against Watford. One was against Villa, which was falling apart, and they did get a good road win against Leicester, but they also scored like the first two of the first four shots and kind of hung on from there. So and Before that, were two draws. Yeah, two draws right before that. All right, so Aston Villa, Brighton under, two and a half. West Ham plus 140 at the Wolves, and Liverpool minus a goal and a, hot, uh, goal and a half. They prove it to me game. 
versus Arsenal. Prove it to me, Arsenal, or don't. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. You bet. Good Dolphins. Paul Carr, everybody. <laughs> at Paul Carr on Twitter. We'll come back. Dr. Bob with a couple college picks. Hit every season win total on this show. He's next. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. With college basketball started already, now's the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide for only $10. This year's guide is everything you need to bet on the games all season long, including odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis for every team. Our team of experts include Greg Hoops Peterson, Matty Eumanns, Tim Murray. All of them provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and player awards. Sign up today, get your copy for only $9.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. This gentleman waltzed on the show uh, before the college football season. He had 11 season win totals, but by the time he came on this show, there was only six that were still playable at the numbers he got him on. So he gave out all six on the show. What do you know? They're all clinched. Six and oh from the great Bob Stoll, Dr. Bob. How you doing, Bob? Doing well. You know, I was looking at the list of the games I gave out in your show, and most of these won like by midseason. At SMU over six and a half, they started seven and zero. San Diego State over six and a half, they started seven and zero. Ohio under six and a half, they started one and six. The one that was wow. the one was Texas Tech last week. Texas Tech over five and a half, they were stuck on five. Their quarterback. Uh, um, Shock from Oregon, who I was the reason I bet them over, got injured early in the season. I was like, oh, shoot. And then the third string quarterback comes in last week and upsets, uh, you know, pulls off the upset and they get, you know, a 62 yard field goal to win their sixth game. So that was the, uh, that was the season win total, uh, you know, great play of the year, a 62 yard field goal. Just your average 62 yard college football field goal. By the way, that ball rocketed off his foot. Just oh, it was like, unbelievable. It was incredible. By the way, how the other they five. Might've, they might have won in overtime, but you know. <laughs> yeah. How the other five. Oh, we, also had, we also had Utah State over three and a half, and they're eight and what, eight and two? <laughs> so, right. Been a good year for season win totals. And I'm, I've clinched nine of the 11 I gave out that's to clients. I, that's what I was going to ask. I guarantee. Yeah, one is guaranteed a push, and the other one is UCLA over seven. Right now, they're they're stuck at six, and they have two games that they can win. So, so you are staring down the barrel of an eleven and zero, is what you're saying? Possibly, yeah, possibly. <sighs> I'm told that's pretty good, eleven and zero. Yeah, you know, and I've been good on you've you've been getting these for years for me. I've been yeah. really good on season win totals for years. So it's uh, this year's. I, I couldn't believe I had eleven. Normally, I have like five or six, and this year I was like, you know what? I'm going to fire away. I'm going to trust my priors and. Let's go. <laughs> it worked out. Good so. for you, man. That is outstanding. And uh, all the numbers game listeners appreciate it, too, because everybody jumped on the uh, six that you gave out. How, uh, how'd you do last week in college football? Yeah, it was 5-0, and oh, actually. 3-0 and oh on the best bets, 2-0 and oh on the strong Jesus. opinions. I had, a, I, had a, I had a six-week lull. I mean, I started out great because the priors were so good this year. I started out great. I was, I think I was 13 and 1 or something to start the season. Then I had a six-week lull or – you know, break even, lose a little, lose a little, break even. You know, it's like one of those things, and you know, back down to five hundred or so. And the last two weeks have been great. I'm nine and two on the best bet the last two weeks, and opinions have won as well. So we're, ba- we're back in, you know, back in normal, profitable territory. So been a good, been a good season. All right. So uh, you have a couple this week that you want to provide. Let's start with one. Uh, well, tonight Washington State's taking on Arizona. I released Washington State early in the week when they were minus fourteen. They're minus fifteen now. Uh, not a best bet, but still a strong opinion. What, you know, worth betting, but small. Um, Arizona's covered the spread four straight games, which probably kept this line down. 
But Washington State is a sneaky 6-0-1 against the spread their last seven games. And I've been sort of on Washington State since they changed quarterbacks. They started the season with the Tennessee transfer, uh, Quarantano, at quarterback. He was dreadful. And they only averaged 18.5 points in his two starts. Um, Jaden Delores come in, and he's been really good. He's averaged 7.3 yards per pass play against teams that would normally allow 6.6. So he's been solidly better than average throwing the ball where uh, Quarantano was 1.5 yards per pass play below average. So their offense has been mostly underrated this season. That's starting to catch up to them. But the Washington State defense is 0.6 yards per play better than average. And I, I think this is where people don't realize where Washington State is a really solid team. They have a good defense. And now they're placing an Arizona team where Utah really looked past that, that game last week. And actually, I think they rested some, some, some banged-up starters that they could have played. Um, and then the week before that, they beat Cal, who was depleted by COVID. That's their only win of the season. Um, I don't think Arizona is going to be able to score more than 17 points. They averaged 17.3 again in FBS games this year, and I don't think they're going to get 17 against Washington State, whereas Washington State's offense should score easily more than 30 points against uh, this Arizona defense. Uh, that's allowing more than 30 points per game and can't stop the pass. So I like Washington State. Uh, 36-15 was my prediction. Wow. Okay. So, but you said you said a strong opinion, not a best bet. So that's a strong just like... opinion, not a best bet. Yeah. When it got when it got over 14, it kind of got in that range where okay. it's profitable at 14 and a half or 15, but not quite enough to really you know put a lot of so a small bet on Washington. Okay. State. So so that that's a signal. Tread lightly if it's above 14 when you're betting this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. We just talked. I was just talking to Paul Carr last segment about uh, his KU Jayhawks upsetting Texas, a historical win for that football program. You like Texas, though, here against West Virginia, huh? Yeah, I've been down on Texas ever since uh, wide receiver Jordan Whittington's been out. Uh, They have two great receivers, and Whittington was one of them. The rest of them are terrible. So when Whittington went out, uh, they were able to double-team the other great receiver, and his production's gone down. The rest of them are terrible. So it's really been a problem, but Whittington's coming back this week. And not only is Whittington coming back, but Joshua Moore decided he was going to quit the team, maybe because Whittington was going to take his spot again. Um, but Moore being quitting the team is a bonus because he's averaged only 5.9 yards and 35 targets. The success rate is 35%, which is horrible. To get rid of Moore and Whittington really has and also, hey, hey Bob, 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 do me a favor. Can you just uh, stop for a second and just move the phone one second and and re re uh, restart here? It usually works out if we restart. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, Gil. Yeah, uh, yeah you just cut out on me there. So I'm guessing people missed a lot of what I just said. Uh, with Whittington coming back for Texas, big play receiver, averaging more than 10 yards per target, and Joshua Moore leaving the team great. He only averages 5.9 yards a target and has a 35% success rate, which is horrible. So you take Moore out, you add Whittington, that makes the pass game a lot better. And Coach Sarkeesian said he's done fooling around with the quarterback. Hudson Card is not going to play. He's not going to rotate in. He's dreadful. So now Casey Thompson, who was great when he had Whittington earlier in the season, is back to having his receiving core healthy. So I think the offense is going to do really well here. West Virginia's got a great run game and Bijan Robinson is out for Texas. So they're just going to throw the ball more, which makes their offense even better. And by the way, Robinson, as good as he is, his 5.8 yards per rush is lower than the team average of 6.0 yards per rush. So maybe they won't miss him as much. And I think they're going to throw more, which helps. And as we know, West Virginia's offense is terrible. And Texas, although they gave up 57 points last week, 
They only gave up 5.8 yards per play, so it wasn't like they were completely dreadful. And for the season, they're 0.1 yards per play better than average defensively, so they're not horrible. And West Virginia is slightly worse than average offensively, so West Virginia is going to score their typical you know, 17 to 20 points and you know, maybe 25 or, or so. But Texas should reach 30 in this game, and I've been against West Virginia most of the season, they were one of my season win total under seven, and they, they're four and six. So I still see value going against West Virginia, especially with a now underrated Texas team on a five-game losing streak, getting back a really key player on offense. So I like the Longhorns. It was plus three when I released it before I came on the radio this morning, and now it is plus two and a half, but it's still a best bet at plus two and a half. Still a best bet at plus two and a half. Okay, so Washington yeah. State and Texas, the two picks from Dr. Bob, Bob Stoll. You can follow him at Dr. Bob S T O L L on Twitter. No, no, Dr. Bob Sports. Oh, Dr. Dr. Bob Sports. We made that mistake last yeah, week. You get, yeah, you got that wrong last week. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Bob Sports wasn't wasn't me, but yeah, uh, Dr. Bob Sports on Twitter. My apologies. Uh, we have we have just um, about ninety seconds left here, and I'm putting you on the spot, so you're going to hate me for doing this, Bob. But I'm just hate curious. You, I know you do. But but like the third version of the college football rankings just came out, and I'm not sure if you've. You know, looked at the if you put this team against this team in a semifinal, what your number would have them at. So maybe you can ask it. Maybe you can answer it broadly. What is the yep. team that could end up like if Cincinnati ended up in you know a, a national champion or in a, in a college football playoff against I don't know, uh, say at Ohio State? Like what basically? What's what's the biggest broad commentary you can make based on your numbers? Is one team like way worse than the other? Um, you know, Cincinnati's not bad. I mean, they're, they're people, maybe they deserve after a year and a half of being good to get in, but they're really like, you know, the eighth, ninth, 10th best team in my ratings. Ohio State's really good. Georgia I had at the top beginning of the season and they're, so it's Georgia, then it's Ohio State. And then there's a gap. And then you're talking, you know, Alabama's in there. I don't think Alabama should be number two. I, I, I don't understand that. I don't think they're as good as people think they are. The worst team in the top 10 is Notre Dame. Uh, I think they're crap. So we'll see. I hope, I hope Notre Dame makes it and plays somebody good and gets demolished. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You know, Michigan State's not very good. I think Michigan's deserving. What would a Cincinnati or a Notre Dame be against a Georgia, like in a 1-4 game? What, what would your numbers oh, have? Uh, Georgia by 17. I'm guessing 17 to 20. Against Cincinnati? I mean, I, yeah, they would destroy them. What about against Notre Dame? I well, I think the line might be a little lower, right? But I think Cincinnati's better than Notre Dame. Interesting. So, yeah, I would. If it came out at fourteen or fourteen to seventeen, Georgia versus Notre Dame on a neutral, I would be betting on Georgia. Yes, they would demolish Notre Dame. It would be like thirty-five to three. Okay, Bob, we'll ask you that several more times as the uh, actual playoff, the playoffs themselves approach. We appreciate it as always, man. All right, Gil. Good to talk to you. Talk to you next week. As always, Dr. Bob, Bob Stoll, at Dr. Bob Sports. Let's get that right, for goodness sakes, on Twitter. We'll come back. Uh, Brent Musburger from the Megapod yesterday. What he thinks has been ailing the Raiders specifically. Next, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game. If either team hits a three pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. It's that simple. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy NBA action like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds, specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app, won't take you but a few seconds, or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility. 
eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Frank Stein. Folks, scratch Moses Moreno off your Friday edition of a numbers game bingo card. (laughs) Moses Moreno making the show this morning. Uh, We're talking about uh, the Falcons having three quarterbacks that threw picks last night. Not only Matty Ice, Matt Ryan, but then Josh Rosen and Felipe Franks late. Rosen's taken back for a touchdown. Uh, And Jeff told us that the San Diego Chargers of the year 2000, that was uh, Jim Harbaugh, Moses Moreno, and who was the starter? Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf. Johnny Ringo. Also at Beating the Book, we appreciate all the feedback. Reading any Philadelphia sports media and not seeing it. Oh, he's stealing my line from last night. Last night on uh, Primetime Action when I read this, I said that that Ben Simmons trade, you know, the source report from uh, Keith Pompey, it sounded like an Onion article. And what does Bill Maher say? Bill Maher says, if it sounds like an Onion article, it's probably a bad deal there. Probably should rethink it. He says, they got me. No, no, no. I said it last night. Uh, let's see here. Do to do Robert Washburn, never been to Allen Fieldhouse. It's the sports equivalent of Hamilton on Broadway. No matter how much it's hyped up, it exceeds expectations. Go, go immediately. Talking about Paul Carr talking, uh, earlier about his Kansas Jayhawks and Allen Fieldhouse. I will try to get there one day. I really will. Uh, okay. Yesterday and Jeff, we, you know, we try not to talk about the beating the book podcast we really don't. We don't. We succeed in trying. We won't really talk about it that much here on a numbers game. And what we found out through the uh, through time is that the audiences are quite different. Um, and so, for those of you who have listened to a numbers game for many years, but not the Beating the Book podcast, that's where we really get deep dive into the NFL slate each and every week. Not only do we put guessing lines, which you hear here on a numbers game here every Monday, but we do the Megapod on Thursday. And the Megapod is Mike Palm, Todd Wishnev, and I and a rotating guest every week. And we don't really talk about it that extensively on a week-to-week basis, but this week, Brent Musburger made what we hope is an annual appearance. He was on the show last year as well, uh, remotely during the pandemic. This year, he showed up at the D itself, made the trip down there, and we could not have been more thrilled. Um, we had a blast. Brent said he had a blast afterwards. He really seemed to enjoy himself. So we had a, we had a great show. And more than just giving picks and... Certainly, you can listen to the podcast for all of Brent's picks, all of Mikey's, Todd's. Uh, I'll probably share mine here momentarily. But Brent was super honest and super revealing about a number of subjects. Uh, His thoughts on the college football playoff rankings, what he thinks the best bet is there. We'll get to that a little later, hopefully. Um, But also just on the fact that he is the voice. He is the radio voice of the Las Vegas Raiders. And we strayed a little, and I asked him, hey, you know, all this stuff that's happened off-field Good Lord, um, John Gruden, Henry Ruggs, and the tragedy of a woman losing her life in the Henry Ruggs incident. Damon Arnett brandishing weapons and making threats. Um, talked about how he dealt with that on broadcast, but then he really sort of honed in on what he thinks specifically has been ailing the Raiders on the field. Take a listen. The demise of the Raiders right now, in my opinion, is attributable to the ouster of John Gruden. This is clearly John Gruden's offense, and he is the one who makes the changes, who made the changes during the game. Darren Waller was open when Gruden was the head coach because 
he orchestrates tight ends to get open. He uses three at a time. Now, I'm not putting Coach Olson down, but the creative mind behind this offense and the improvement of Derek Carr clearly was attributable to John Gruden. Okay, so that now we've got that. And they had plugged rugs in as a deep threat. Now, he didn't catch a lot of passes, but the defense always had to be aware. Yeah. And frequently, they would put their best corner on him, okay, or the fastest. Uh, to stick with him, and that clears out things for stuff to happen underneath. That's why Deshaun Jackson could be so happy. Damon Arnett should have never been drafted, okay? He was trouble from the get-go. I think he wrecked six cars in this town, I think. There's some, Jeez, that's uh, all. So let me, let me say this about John Gruden. As an offensive guru, he gets an A to an A-plus. He knows what he's doing. As a director of player personnel, he gets an F, okay? And that's why, in my opinion, ownership of any team in this league, even though these guys and their agents are going to say, oh, he's got to have control of the player, never give it to a coach. They're two separate jobs, and they're two very difficult jobs, okay? In fact, let's look at Andy Reid, one of the best, best coaches in the league, right? Pay attention to player personnel. They went out and remade the offensive line. I'm sure they asked him. What do you think if we pick up Brown from the Ravens? We have to give up our number one draft choice. Andy, what do you think? And he approved, go ahead and making that move. But it was the guys in the front office who decided which of those players. And so they lose their first one. And then in the draft, they get a center and a right guard. They've got two rookies on that offensive line. They're both outstanding. The, the youngster who's the center for the Chiefs, one of the highest rated centers in the league right now, and he's only a rookie and was not a first round draft choice. The Raiders, they trade Khalil Mack, they trade Amari Cooper, and uh, they have failed to replace them with their first-round draft choices. So yeah. that's how I look at it. you got to respect the honesty, man. There's play-by-play voice of the uh, Raiders just spelling it out, how he, how he feels about uh, what is truly ailing the Raiders on the field. And, and Jeff, we had, I think we had said this here on, on a numbers game, the disappearance of, da- of Darren Waller in that offense, right? You watch Raiders games, even even in past years. I remember saying on the show, you watch Raiders games, you're like, just get the ball to Waller every play. It's that simple. So when you watch the Saints now, you're like, when Kamara's playing, just get the ball to Kamara. But that has disappeared in the weeks since John Gruden. So you take it to this week's games, week 11 in the National Football League, and the Bengals and the Raiders are among the most tightly lined games Bengals favored by one, is it right now? Is that what the number is? Pick them. Call it a pick them straight up. You want any part of this game, Jeff? I only want Vegas. I really? Think, I think. I Look, it's just, it's really difficult at this point with both of these teams. They both feel like the, uh, the air has been sucked out of both of those teams because we saw Cincinnati have that giant win at Baltimore and they flipped around, lost to the Jets and got pounded by Cleveland. And then with Vegas, I mean, look, it just – that team is – there's only so much a team can go through in one season. And maybe the Raiders have hit that limit. And we saw last week they got pounded by Kansas City where they made the Chiefs look like the old Kansas City Chiefs in that game. I'd only look to Vegas, but I'm going to stay off here probably. Yeah, this this was a, con- a consideration for me to the Megapod question. We asked two questions at the end of every Megapod. What's the big favorite most likely to lose outright? And what's the game you want no part of? This was almost the game I wanted no part of. So I don't, I, I couldn't, I mean, and how many different outcomes? Nothing would surprise me here in this one. What have you ended up as, as picks for this weekend? 
Have you made any official bets yet? I have not bet anything yet. So I'll tell you what my three best bets were on the Megapod. You can listen to the Beating the Book podcast, the Beating the Book Megapod for Mike Palm's picks, his top three best bets, Todd Wishnevs, and of course, the great Brent Musburger's top three picks. But for mine, this is the poo-poo platter week. To me, the best bets on here are some of the dog teams, I mean, the worst-looking teams in football. You know how I feel about the Tennessee Titans. I love the Titans. I have them to win. I have them on a bet to win the Super Bowl at eleven to one. Again, easy schedule. Going to get Derrick Henry back. I've already banked the tough wins. Number one seed is theirs for the taking. But they're ten point favorites against the Texans, and I got a, a ten and a half. Don't try not to pay too much attention to Terod Taylor's last performance. Ten and a half points, this Titans team has currently constituted, as much as I think long-term, they're going to be awesome and get to the promised land. Give me the Texans and the points this week. The other two, and I hate to say this, I like the Giants getting 11 on Monday night against the Buccaneers. Buccaneers having all kinds of problems. They looks like they will get Gronk back, still have problems in their secondary, and now Antonio Brown's got some issues. Allegedly. Being accused of uh, being accused of uh, finding a fake vaccine card, alleged. Tampa Bay Buccaneers say there's no truth to that, that they went through the proper protocols, saw no irregularities. But I like the Giants. Giants getting extra rest here. Buccaneers have looked miserable last couple weeks. Lose outright to Washington. Couldn't get them off the field. I'll take the points. And the third one is Washington getting three and a half at Carolina. Cam Newton doesn't scare them. Cam Newton doesn't scare them at all. And I think the absence of Chase Young in the weirdest of ways might have that defense, Washington's that is, more disciplined than they've been all year long. Sometimes addition by subtraction. Love the kid, hate that he's hurt, but fundamentally unsound this year. Maybe their defense can realize their full potential. We're coming back. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.